Okay, so off topic, but you, you know what I found interesting? What's that? That I in the group chat, the how to hardscape roundtable committee group chat, which has how many members, Mike? I don't know, actually. Maybe 20? You're giving people a look behind the scenes now. Nobody Keep knows behind this. the curtain. Yeah. He's showing the naked photos of this. Maybe 15 people in this group chat. Okay. I switched the background of the group chat and no one noticed or said a word about it. Somebody did. No, no one did. Somebody said Coachella. Oh, is that what I, Oh, is that what that reference? Is that what was? that was yeah. about? Yeah. 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 That was the theme. Oh, Okay. I thought they were referencing just me. <laughs> what do you have to do with Coach? Well, that's why I posted the thing that says peaches come in cans. They were put there by a man. I used to love that song. Holy cow. Who doesn't love that song? I don't know what song that, that is. That was my jam when I was Millions like of Peaches, Peaches old. for Free. Oh. Millions okay. of Peaches, Peaches for Me. The Presidents of the United States of America. Peaches come in cans. They were put there by a man. In a factory downtown. In a factory downtown. Because <laughs> they don't can peaches anywhere but downtown. You've never heard this song, Mike? I, I've heard the song now that you say it. But I did not know what everybody was referring to because quite a few people went off that. The where did, where did that come from? Why did you put that in there? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I do anything? It's funny because like before that, everybody's talking about hiring. And <laughs> response to that is peaches coming again. <laughs> Everyone's having a legit conversation in that chat group about hiring and finding people. And my con- contribution to that chat is peaches come in cans. They were put there by a man. And you know what? And whatever. Philosophical. But then people follow along and start finishing the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, because everyone likes that song. It's a great song. I, I heard so. it yesterday. I heard it when I was driving home from America. Hmm. America. There was a place in New Jersey called Tony Soprano's Pizzeria. Did you eat there? No. I drove by it, though. I was going to check in huh? there. just Well, because they only sold whole pizzas. And I didn't really want a whole pizza from Tony Soprano Pizza. Hmm. I didn't like. Could have reviewed it. I could have pizza. Yeah, I was trying to. I I, I told my family I was going to take them to New Jersey this summer. Why New whenever, Jersey? Whenever I was a child, my parents took me to Wildwood, New Jersey. Ring a bell. I think no. that's where Jersey Shore is. Like I think oh, that's oh, really? the place. Yeah, I remember the boardwalk and all that stuff and. I had a blast when I was a kid, but so I told my family I'd take them there. I'm gonna have really? to take a Friday off or something, Friday and a Monday or something. I don't know. It was but... a beautiful drive to New Jersey. We drove yeah. we drove through the Thousand Islands and then we went down the we went down the Pennsylvania mountains and on the way home, the GPS for whatever reason, although I didn't start in exactly the same place at the hotel, it rooted me through downtown Philadelphia. <laughs> Which was super fucking awesome. I should have went to see our man Warren. I think Warren's from Philadelphia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think he is. Nice. I don't know who this person is. 
Our uh, first voicemail. Our first voicemail. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Philly cheesesteak. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. All right, we need something different to talk about. Mike? Okay. I was just going through the questions that I've got and was going to ask you guys. I, I don't got a lot of great things. Great. Yeah, I... We're at... Uh... We'll have something in one minute. Okay. Thoughts on failure. I wrote this in my notes. Um, I guess to ask you guys, because this is the notes section of that. Um, probably because I've heard somebody on a kid contractor podcast talk about failing fast or failing often and how that's like a motivational thing to say and how uh, Caleb hates that when people talk about that and stuff. What are your guys' thoughts on failure? I try not to do it. Um, uh, I, th- I think the saying is like, oh, here, here's a guru quote. One to five, you can't use three. Fail hard and fail often. I think that's what the saying is. Or fail no. fast and fail often, something like that. Fail fast, fail often. The, the reasoning behind it is if you fail, you've, you've learned something from it, right? And hopefully you don't repeat that same failure. Wouldn't it be easier just to do it the first time and then perfect it? Like, is there some, like, I, I feel like everyone's saying in order to learn, you have to fail. And I hear that a lot. In order to learn something, you have to fail at something. Couldn't I do okay at it and then work to perfect it and make it better. Yeah. Do I have to outright fail at it? You have to shit the bed all the, no. Yeah, no, I. Couldn't I I just be okay at something and then work towards perfecting it and making it better and say, Hey, this wasn't a failure. It was okay. It wasn't the best thing we ever did, Um, but it wasn't a failure. So let's try to make it better. Was it a failure if you learned something from it, though? What's, I don't yeah. think so. Was it? Oh, okay. You could have like a catastrophic monetary failure. Yeah. Like if a job goes really shitty and you lost a lot of money, like that's a monetary failure and it's not, not a failure because you learned something. It's still a fucking failure. What are you paying for that knowledge then? Do you just chalk that up as that's an expense to the knowledge that I now gain from that? If that's the case, I could charge people to not fail like I did tons of money. Not saying that I failed, but like I could help people avoid the mistakes. Now you're a guru. Now you're yeah. a guru. This is Chad's course in the making. This is, this is it. This is my... Me stepping out, coming I, out of the closet. If I plant ten trees a day, yeah, and I'm making money, and the, and we're successful, but then I work towards planting twelve trees a day. I don't think I failed when I planted ten. I think I just got better at planting trees. Ten wasn't a failure. I just wasn't perfecting my systems. That's why I'm saying, yeah. why do you have to fail to learn? 
if I estimate a job to plant 10 trees and I go there and I plant those 10 trees and we do it in the time allowed, but while I'm there, I, I say, you know what? We could do 12. Planting 10 isn't a failure. Planting 10 was an expectation. Planting 12 is exceptional. Wouldn't I be better to say I'm meeting expectations, but learning how to be exceptional? Yeah, but As the failure would failing. be like if you expected to plant 10 trees and you planted two. That would be a failure. Right? That would be a failure. I, I agree, but there's and, but a then fa failing would be. Out, because you found out that the soil is rocky, is it no, no longer a failure? Because now you know that the soil is rocky? No, it's still a fucking failure. Failing would be showing your clients because something you learned you something doesn't mean it's not a failure. But there's a culture of memeing of memes or memes or whatever the fuck they are. There's a culture in business in general, nothing to do with landscaping, where all these people just constantly spout off. You must fail to win. You yeah. must fail to learn. You must fail this. You must fail hard. Fail fast. Fail. 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 Or you'll never get ahead. Couldn't you meet expectations and then? perfect couldn't shouldn't people be saying meet expectations and then perfect meet expectations work for perfect like all this justification of people acting like morons and failing i i guess maybe some people need that in their lives my I first business failed because i bought seven corvettes and you know what i fucking learned don't buy seven corvettes well, I could have fucking told you that without buying seven Corvettes, that your fledgling business couldn't afford seven fucking Corvettes. You didn't need to buy them in order to learn that. You're a fucking idiot. It's a That's justification. I tell you that. It's a justification for people to act like morons. Agreed. I don't, okay. On the like uh, devil's advocate of that, um, some somebody might need to hear that if because a lot of people get held back by fear of failure and then it causes them not to take any massive action and it causes them to uh stay safe and conservative so for that percentage of the population we should let the other percentage of the population act like total fucking morons and get away with it which I'd percent so. of the population uh, is more important to you mike i'd say let the people fail who are gonna fail and that, so I'm a very. What conservative. does that mean? I, I have no idea. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to spark conversation here, guys. This this uh, episode. Is... <laughs> I'm a very conservative business owner, right? Like I don't like to take a lot of risks. I'm pretty sure I know what we can handle and what we can do. Um, and as far as I know, I'm pretty successful at it. Right? We haven't failed a lot as a company. I think if we failed more, we wouldn't be where we are today. So I'll take Mike's side on it and say, like, we have these little wins or little meetings of expectations that have helped us gauge where we could go in the future much better than a giant fucking loss here or there. Right. So here's an interesting topic. I was staring today at one of our pickup trucks with a dump trailer attached to it. So it's a diesel Dodge Ram, blah, 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 whatever. And it's got a brand new dump trailer. So that setup's worth like, what, a hundred grand? Yeah. I'm I was looking at that setup and I was thinking to myself, 
I would be so much better if instead of having this pickup truck and this dump trailer, if I had a single axle Isuzu with five yard bins on the back. I thought about that truck exactly today, actually. That would be so much better of a setup for the basically. Well, I found one used a 2016 used and it came with like 10 bins for 110,000. That and seems like a tr substantially better deal than the pickup truck and dump trailer I have. Do you only have the pickup truck because someone needs to drive the pickup truck outside of work? Or is it... Uh, originally, I bought the two Dodge Ram pickup trucks with the idea that we would use them for residential and traditionally we have two dump trailers, two pickup trucks... They can both tow the two. We have two tag along seven ton tag along trailers, and the theory was that that's just it's just how I've always sort of done things. Yeah. But now I'm looking at the second pickup truck, going, I think my life would be better if I got rid of this pickup truck and got rid of this dump trailer and had a single axle truck with a bunch of little bins, just like a thirty six inch right. pickup. Like not a big, yeah. like not big, like the the other trucks. Just a yeah, little small, four yard hook or five yard. Yeah, like a thirty six inch pickup hook, and I think that's a better because we could drop a bin. You could service two. I don't. I just. I've never been. A, I've never thought about this. I've never, obviously, I've thought about this before, but I never thought it was a good idea until today. I was looking at the dump trailer and the pickup truck going. It's a fucking hundred grand sitting there. What the fuck? It's a pickup truck and a dump trailer. Yeah. That's fucked up shit. There's got to be a better way to spend a hundred grand. Absolutely. Like we're a multi-million dollar company and we own one pickup truck. You said that twice. You, you said that two or three times. This I know. Episode. I'm stoked on are that. You try, are right you trying now? to? I'm, okay. All I'm, right. I like I'm just it. trying to put it into perspective. Like at the beginning of our careers, we had a dump trailer and a pickup truck. Yes, now, I still do. Twelve years later, we only own one pickup truck in the entire company. Everything else is a dump truck, right? Like I, I just think I can't say enough good things about little dump trucks. They. So I have no desire to own a little dump truck. Well, it's a little hook truck is a little dump truck. It's right? not because it can put the bins down and do multiple things at once, or you could put a flat deck on it and. In theory, float a small skid steer, but both of them can do more than a pickup truck. Yes, right. I'm just saying I'm not. I don't like small dump trucks. I think they're not a good investment. Really, my opinion of them. So even like a little five ton dump truck, you wouldn't. So here's my my problem with small dump trucks. Small dump trucks cost just as much as my triaxle dump truck. Why? Break that down for me. Well, how much did you pay for one of your small dump trucks? Uh, eighty grand. grand. Eighty grand. Well, how hey, much? These, these are pay? like how much would okay, you pay now? So you would you, probably pay. Yeah. So you paid. Now. You paid. So this is a debate I had once. Someone said to me, "You have such a big set of balls buying that dump truck, like the first dump truck we bought." And I said, "I think you have a bigger set of balls." 
buying that one ton dump truck, that Ford F550. That takes bigger balls than buying a triaxle. Okay. Because when you buy that little truck, you are saying to yourself, I will find every ounce of work to pay for that truck. Because no one's going to hire that truck. No one's going to pay me for that truck. Everything that truck does, I have to find every little piece of work for it. Whereas I paid $90,000 for the first triaxle. And I have 25 people out looking for work for that truck every day and then calling me to go do the work. Mm -hmm. I. I think it takes way bigger set of balls to have a bunch of little dump trucks where you have to like fucking find all the work every single day, constantly looking for work for those trucks. I look for a client and then a client finds work for the trucks. And then I provide good service to the client. I think it's way harder to pay for a bunch of little one ton dump trucks than it is to pay for triaxle trucks, bin trucks. That's just my opinion on it. I could be wrong, but that's how I. That's why I have a yard filled with big trucks, and I don't have one little dump truck. It's just two different business models, right? Like I can't expect to send the guys out in a pickup truck and load all the scraps into a pickup truck at the end of the day. And I'm not talking about pickup trucks. I'm talking about the difference between big dump trucks and little dump trucks. Okay, I can't expect them to to send them to a interlocking brick yeah. site with a triaxle. No, and but you have for- to find all the work for that. That's my thing is about finding work. Like I, and I agree with you. You can't, it is like, two different business. I don't want to be the person who's endlessly searching for work for one ton dump trucks. I've been I that person. It, I think it sucks. It, I, I think that truck is that one ton dump truck is just as much a tool as a quick cut is right. Or like as a packer is because you have to get the guys to the site. And sometimes they have to transport material to do it, and they have to they can unload shit as they need to and clean up as they need to. Like it's just it's a tool. It's not necessarily a revenue generator, but it's a tool to have that truck. Yeah, I I agree with your point. Yeah, most Would of our, have- most of our guys drive direct to site because I think coming to a yard and everyone getting in a truck is a fucking waste of time. I I haven't had a company where everyone comes to the yard and gets in a truck and everyone drives together for hours. And but see, where you live is a lot more rural, yeah. and where you work is a lot more spread out. So that's different. But where we work in the city, even when like every I we made that change. I made that change in. For traditionally, everyone came to the yard, got in a truck, and drove to the site. And when we were trying to become more efficient. It was just such a tremendous waste of time when people could be on site working. I said, okay, from now on, everyone's going to meet on site for six 30. And then we're going to start working right at seven o'clock and we're going to get full 10 hour days in. Yeah. And so we just converted our whole business to that. And even when people were riding together, you had to live on the corridor and then we would stop and pick people up on the way in. And then every, you, there was no meeting at a yard. Everyone just stood on the side of the road, jumped in the truck and went. And the truck still was on site by six 30. Yeah. But we probably have some lost productivity by meeting at the yard, but we're just all over the place all the time. 
that I don't see another way for us to do it right now. Anyway, like it's a, we're just all over the place. Well, you guys work. I'm I, the only way to do it is to say, okay, that's the re new requirement is that everyone meets on site. Yeah, but they're all, they're usually all taking a truck out with some sort of tools or equipment. We stopped using our enclosed trailer. It's like it's been parked for two years now, or a year at least. Like, and I don't miss it. The guys back don't then, mind. so back then the the foreman's trucks had tool caps on them. And oh they yeah, brought, they brought all the tools to site, and they're they had fifteen hundreds because they're way better on fuel mm -hmm. and they had a tool cap on them and that so all the tools were there any bulk materials any kind of that materials was delivered um and so the that truck contained all the hand tools everything you would need and the all the machines were floated by one truck the the tandem with the big float and yeah. all the materials were delivered by that truck as well so that way the guys were on site at seven they were on site at 6.30. They had their morning meeting. They were working by 7 a.m. And they never left the site to pick up anything, to buy anything. It was all delivered right there. in the yeah. dump truck that we owned. So we were paying for our own truck. That's when we were the most profitable. Then the more I think about it, like you said, I should have a dump truck driver. Like I think I'm real close to needing a full-time driver to just deliver stuff because I did that quite a bit today, actually, and I could have been doing other stuff, but just with insurance is so tough right now. Uh, it, insuring people is one of the reasons that I started thinking about this little bin truck is because those little Azuzus are G license or the Hino's or the, whatever, whichever one of those ones you want to pick out or a F550 with a hook on it. All that stuff is G licensed. Is and it though? Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Is it just because of the or the brakes, or is it weight too? Right? Because as soon as you're over a certain weight, you're G. Yeah. So, so five yards in a Hino is under the probably under. It's under your G weight. You're right. You're or you're right on it, but it's yeah. It's a G. I mean, you could get a a truck with air brakes and have a GZ. You just have to get someone with a G license to get that endorsement. And then that, at that point, you might as well get your A. Well, because, it's just if you want, like, yeah. the problem is as soon as you have a truck that someone needs to drive with an A, it's impossible to get them on the insurance. Really? Well, they have to have three years plus, like, we have a, an amazing candidate that applied for our driving job. Hmm. And she has a boatload of experience, like 10 years, but trying to get an insurance company to send you a letter to give to another insurance company in Ontario. Cause that's what all the, that's the business model. All the insurance companies are going to where you have to have a letter yeah. from your previous insurance company, proving you were insured on this <laughs> insurance company. But then when you ask your insurance company for that letter, they say, we don't give those out. Yeah. I thought it's it was this, it's this from big a previous employer. No, it has to be from the, be previous, from the, the hmm. previous employer's insurance company. That's ridiculous. And it has, and so, but even if you do track down your previous employer's insurance company, 
you then have to that when you ask them for the letter, they will say we don't we do not release that information and we do not give out those letters. There's but then be another way. But then on the flip side of it, they're demanding the, the yeah. same insurance company that won't release the letter is demanding the letters from it, other yeah. people. It's so yeah. stupid. It's yeah. The, we had one driver leave and apply to another company, and that company called us for a letter, and we had a trouble getting them to give us the letter about our own company, so we could give it to the other company to help them out. It's absolute yeah, stupidity. It's just about as bad as snow removal. It's for insurance. It's just, Holy cow! So it's it is insane to get people on, but if the truck is. When we're getting G licensed drivers, that is one thing I will give little dump trucks. Yeah. You can get them with, so you don't. If you need a G license to drive an F five fifty, like what are your trucks? F five fifties. Yeah, two five fifties or seven fifty. So if you need a G license to drive those, why would you need something different if they had a hook on the back? You wouldn't, but you need something different if they had an air brake, right? Like but you need so... a Z, you need a Z endorsement then. Yeah, for your air brake. But yeah. But yeah. I'm talking about like trucks like those with a hook on. Like you could do a F five fifty with a hook. It's the yeah. same as a it's the same as a I'm just fascinated by the cab over trucks. I uh, yeah, yeah, I've been fond of them lately that, too. Like I think Yeah, I just think they neat. look cool and I would like to have one to, so I could yeah. run around like I was uh, I don't yeah, know. Like, just, you're so close to the front, like it's got to be. I know, I love it. It's, it's great. Insane. And then, like, North America has to be one of the only places that has these regular, or to us, regular trucks, right? With the motors out front and stuff, like, yeah, all over Europe and the Caribbean and everything. Like, they're all snub nose. That's what we. I want a cab over. I want a snub nose cab over. Little bench, I just uncomfortable sitting on top of the motor, right over top of the wheels. You're bouncing up and down all the time. Yeah, it's That'd awesome. Be... Yeah, it's I. Yeah, I think it's a handy, and and you just need a G. And we haven't had any trouble getting G license drivers on our insurance. Really, we just put one on. They didn't ask for shit from him. Really, I said this is so... Steve. He's. We said this is Steve. He's got a G license. They said fuck yeah, Adam. Adam. See, ours, they ask for, they're like, they consider an F-550 a heavy truck. Yeah. They're like, do they have three years experience? I said, yeah, because they've been driving my trucks for three years. Put them on. Like, what else do you want me to tell you? Like, they're not, they're like, oh, they have to be able to handle the load and the shifting of the load. Like, there's no shifting of a fucking three tons of gravel in the back of a little five-ton truck. So we have a guy who has a DZ who's had it started working for us and he'd had it for two years. So they said, he can't go on your insurance until he has three years. I said, well, he can't get three years because he works for us and he has two years. They said, they said, legit said, tell him to quit, go work for someone else. It has a bigger fleet than you because if you have a big enough fleet, they don't ask you. You can just put anyone on. Go <sighs> tell him to go work for someone else for a year and then come back. So like, you're telling me this guy has to fucking quit his job. 
And they're like, yeah, he needs to quit his fucking job. Like, that is because like, I even said, what if I for a year I pay extra for him? Because yeah, I'm that's what I would say too. They said we do not accept paying extra anymore. There's no paying extra. Either you have three years or you don't. And if you if you need to get your three years, they advise that you go to a company that has at least a hundred trucks and drive for them because those companies will let anyone on. So be a long haul trucker for a year and then come back. Or any company with a (laughs) hundred trucks or whatever it is, 50 trucks or whatever. Like, yeah, it's insanely stupid. The whole thing. I don't, but the government does nothing about it. They're too busy painting rainbows in the street. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't. One of these days, one of us is going to have to install a rainbow walkway somewhere. Just you wait. It's going to be it's you. Com- doing it's all the commercial coming. Work. It's probably going to be me. Yeah. yeah. We did a walkway once that had every, there was a Best Way product called Corso. I think they still have it. It's like a cobblestone thing. And we installed a walkway that was every color mixed really? together. Yeah. It was pretty cool, actually. Look, turned out really cool. Hmm. It was a unique project that we did back when we used to do unique stuff like Mike with his flagstone. <laughs> Not yet. So, how are you going to sell your first flagstone job? Steal uh, pictures from someone else and say I could do that? No, I've done some. I just don't have enough to be like, oh, this is a cool project that we've done. So it's going to be something that I. So what do you want say? To... This is a half-ass project that I did. <laughs> <laughs> like you're saying, I've done some, but I don't have one that I can say this is a cool project. So I break out these other pictures and say, "Here's some half-ass flagstone work I did, but yours would be cool." Yes, exactly what I'm going to do there. <laughs> that sounds like a fucking strategy and a half. Right? <laughs> that sounds like a kick-ass strategy. I've had clients over to my house to look at my uh, my personal pool because they wanted the same color pool, and I am not proud of the interlock job around my pool. Um, so I had to tell them like, "This is the the color pool that you want. Great, but your interlock job is going to be better than this." <laughs> right? <laughs> didn't like, you Didn't I'm you not, not do a bond beam around the pool? Is that yeah? No, I, yeah, it's fine. Four years later, it's still fine, eh? Oh yeah. Still what good. did you do? I didn't put a a great uh, collar, like the concrete, concrete collar. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't it. you do that? I didn't know you had to. It was five oh. years ago now, at least five. Yeah, because our mortgage is five years. Maggie's almost five. Yeah, it's at least five years old. So did you? Did. did you put the pool in yourself? Yep, I used a four-ton shovel to lower this little pool into the hole. And it was really tippy. Like this was at the absolute max of what this shovel could handle. There was an inch on each side of my gate to get the trailer through and to swing it sideways over top of my septic. Yeah. It was, it was cowboy. We got it in. It's good. It gets you just as wet as a big pool, but it's tiny. So at the pool, like how did you, how did you not know to pour a concrete collar around the pool? It was so five years ago, 
Instagram wasn't full of people pouring coffee collars around pool. This is before everybody was a pool installer. But what? But even the person you bought the pool off did it not come with directions? No, he actually he's my partner now. But no, I just said I need a pool from you. It's like okay. Oh my god, he's like the base has to be level. So someone's down in the bottom of the hole raking clear around to the beep. And that's how we put it in. And then we backfilled under the stairs and it took way more clear than I thought. And that's it. Like, <laughs> like we're not pool guys. But so the what's, pool- the co- what's the coping glued to? The back of the pavers bind it? No. It's, <laughs> to each other. It's glued to the... <laughs> The fiberglass. Okay. Like it's just glued down. Like you I glued the, to I each didn't other. Think the glue, I didn't think the glue would stick to Onto the fiberglass. Did you use oh. more than did you do more use more than a stiff oh, yeah. of glue on this? Oh yeah. We and I cut like I roughed up the the uh fiberglass around the pool. Like I took the quick cut and I cut like little grooves in it and shit so that the glue would stick better and roughed it up across the top so that it wasn't that smooth fiberglass. Yeah. <laughs> Look at BK's face. <laughs> it's amazing you thought to do that, but not to pour the concrete for it. I just, honestly, I want to get to pool in. I want to swim. I what, didn't what want to hear about it. it. It's uh, the little six-inch bull nose there. That How long did it take you to finish this project? Uh... From start to finish, probably a couple weeks. But like that's just sticking around on our time off and stuff. Um, actually, that's on stone dust. Too, yeah. We didn't use HPB or chip. We call it chip here. Um, we didn't use chip back then. Five, six years ago. It was right before we made the switch. Yeah. <laughs> So the stone dust is on top of the three-quarter clear? Yep. I, there's a fabric. In Are you not worried oh, about there's... the fines going down? No, there's a fabric in between. Yeah. That's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean that's lucky? Do you, know, do you know what kind of migration rate there is for fines in the three-quarter clear? I mean, 50 years from now, your patio is going to be fucked, bro. I need it to last one year, maybe two before we move to the new house. Where's the new house? On my, yeah, my yard. We're You're going to build, build a new house at the yard? Yeah. yeah. You're going to live at the yard. Going to live at the yard. So everyone I know that lives with their shit fucking hates it. I heard that. Too. No, I heard you either hate it or you love it. So I don't know. I've, I have yet to meet the person that loves it. I'm oh, sure yeah. they exist. I'm but gonna ev- like every person I know that lives with their shit fucking hates it. But you be you. You might be the person that loves it. I love being at the yard now. But because you don't live there. Yeah, you're right. I know. But <laughs> I keep clinging to the hope that I love being there now. I'm gonna love it when I'm there. It's possible. Yeah. So we're trying to, like, I told you guys, I'm trying to get those rentals on the property and stuff like that, little contractor yards. I'm going to try and make it so that my house is free. Mm. So that I take How in more. How big is the yard? 12 acres. 
And so the house that we put on it will probably be, oh, I want to say it's less than $650,000, but with the way building prices are, who knows? So that's probably about a, I don't know, $3,000 mortgage. So you're saying it's going to cost $650,000 to build the house? Probably. That's normal though, is it not? I have no idea. I don't know shit all about houses. Yeah. I have no I know that there's like a people usually have like a square footage price. Yeah. I for try like price for houses. I Yeah. But I have no idea what it is or how it works. I don't it seems like a lot to me to cost to build a house, but I also it could be average. That does seem like a lot since being that you own the land, right? Cuz you could So I'm not a builder, obviously, but I've been getting prices between like three fifty and like four fifty per square foot, right? So right now our house sits too big at twenty two hundred square feet. So unless you're yeah. you're building a mansion, yeah, like then we got to scale it down a bit. Times say three hundred fifty dollars a square foot. If it stays the size it is, low end is seven hundred seventy thousand dollars. Which I don't need a house that costs seven hundred and seventy thousand dollars, you know. So we have some scaling to do and some changes to make and all that. But I want the rentals on the property to be able to pay that mortgage, whatever it ends up being. But then you'll be living with the rentals, right? No, I want to like the twelve acres is big enough that oh, okay, and I know how to plant a tree. Right. Yeah. So we're gonna put up these trees so that you can't see what's so going on. So that's what the, the Chinese yard. excavators are for. Yeah, yeah. You got any offers on those babies? Yeah. I had a guy ask me to deliver one to Kingston. And he's like, Can you come down on the price and deliver it to Kingston? Oof. I said, I can deliver it to Kingston. I can't come down on the price. So what did he say? He didn't respond. So there goes that. But uh no, I sold two, four left. Um, you sold two? Yeah. Yeah. My concrete finisher took one, actually. Oh, yeah. So it was... Uh, How much he you was sell? happy. You still signed them for 11.5? No, nah, 10.5 now. Why'd you but lower it? Because someone in my area is selling them for like 10 250 or something like that. So I'm like, this asshole's cutting me off at the knees. Dang. So... I got to do something okay. here. Ten, because I I keep running into the hassle right now, needing second excavator, second baby excavator. See, so like, one of these would be perfect for you. Maybe I should buy one off chat. So hassle free now that they don't have to deal with the auction and all this yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah, you could have one. All right, we've got one question. I think to end off this episode here, guys, you ready for it? Fire away. Fire the question. All right, this is from last week. A little spillover from Brock. And sorry, Brock, I hope I pronounced your last name correctly. Pasco Landscapes. When are you upping it to four podcasts a week? And oh, when yeah. does the merch line come out? I think we already asked this. Did we? I don't remember. Four? Is a, well, I mean, we can break them down into shorter episodes if you so really do want to. Do you think that would boost the. <laughs> Bruce, if we started breaking the podcast down into half-hour episodes, and then you just released half-hour episodes one a day, 
Well, it would boost the downloads, right? Because like if our audience is X amount and then we start doubling the amount of podcasts that come out, then then our then our downloads double. Is that a worthwhile trick? Like are people doing that? No, I I think like, yeah, I think people will up the amount of podcast episodes that they published and then they have X amount of downloads or plays, however they're measuring it. But uh, you still have the same audience size, right? I don't think we should ever up it to four. I don't think so either. That's a lot. Okay. Well, we shot that down, motherfucker. (laughs) When's the merch like coming out? Well, I think the merch line is coming out. At the same time that Mike gets the entrance music or the music, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was Maybe, listening. Uh, I was listening to the, I was listening to the Turf Wars podcast, and the music was coming. And then the the guy were talking as the music was fading, and I was like, "Fuck, that's cool as fuck." We will never be that guy. Those guys. Maybe when we get a sponsorship. Maybe our audience doesn't want intro music. Maybe our audience likes it the way Maybe it we is. We should have a poll. Should we get? Maybe we should music? have a poll. We haven't had a poll in weeks either. Yeah. What's poll. You could post one anytime. Yeah, you you're want. right. Like <laughs> Chad doesn't know how to log into the yeah. I don't know how to share links and stuff. And yeah. We could yeah. get well, Mike says that a merch line is easy to set up. Yeah. But Mike needs to do it. So whenever Mike gets off his lazy ass, because he's got <laughs> nothing going on, he's basically just sitting around doing jack shit. <laughs> I need to send you guys your shirts first so that you guys can approve them. I've been slacking on that because we need PK's design approval for his pickled egg shirt. And we need um, we need Chad's approval design for his poem shirt, his poet shirt. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and this week we discovered that chat DGP is a shitty way to do a podcast. Yeah, this did not go well. Yeah. Most of my ideas don't go well. That's not true. Trivia. <laughs> Trivia episode crushed it. <laughs> All right, should, guys. Uh, people were bugging for more coaching calls, though, so we should do that episode again. That's true. Maybe maybe next week we need something like that. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. You guys are good? Yeah. Yeah. This is the end of the episode. Painful as it was, this is the end.